This is Tanya Bhattacharya, founder of Script Anatomy, and you are watching the TV Writer Podcast. My name is Greg Jones, and I want to welcome you to the TV Writer Podcast, partner of Script Magazine, episode 116 for Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, you're going to love this interview that we have today. Um, it's actually a second interview with Tanya Bhattacharya, who is the founder of Script Anatomy. Um, you can refer back to her interview in episode 78 of the podcast, which was back in June 2013. I do urge you to watch that interview before this one, if you if you can, because that's where she goes in, into her backstory, how she became a television writer, and also how she he she came about to found this great teaching resource. Um, if you look on the website, they actually claim to be the number one TV writing um, school in the United States of America. And so in this interview today, I ask her to uh, prove that statement, prove why, uh, demonstrate why it is the number one TV writing school in America. And I think you're going to find that it's a, it's a pretty compelling argument that she gives on, on why she can make that, that claim. And also, I'm very thankful that Script Anatomy will be the primary sponsor for the podcast for the next few months. Um, Script Anatomy is a screenwriting school that gets incredible results. In just four years, their students have won 58 fellowships, half of them at major studios. In 2020 alone, Script Anatomy won four out of 11 fellowships at CBS and three out of eight at Warner Brothers. Why? Because the instructors are all working writers with current credits. They teach a consistent, tool-based program, and they treat students like emerging professionals. To get your writing career started, go to scriptanatomy.com. So to learn all about Script Anatomy and what they teach, enjoy my interview with Tanya Bhattacharya. Let's roll. Well, this is great, and I'm here with Tanya Bhattacharya. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, this is really, really neat because we, we spoke eight years ago in June of 2013, and, uh, and you have done a massive amount since then. I mean, I, I just talked to Ali Laventhal in our last episode, and the two of you have been um, staffing like crazy and, and really having a lot of success. But then at the same time, script anatomy has just exploded. Um, and that's what really what I wanted to talk to you about today. Um, you, you started script anatomy 10 years ago. Uh, we're just coming up to the 10th year anniversary. Fast forward to, to, to today, and your website claims that Script Anatomy is the <laughs> number one TV writing school in America. And, and I want to give you a chance today to, to back that up, to explore what makes Script Anatomy different, and give you a chance to tell us about what you're offering in 2021. So, so first off, how is Script Anatomy the number one TV writing school? I think that... Uh... Greg Payton, who was part of our creative, said it best, which is that the proof of script anatomy is on the screen. Turn mm -hmm. on the TV and you're going to say, see written by a lot of our alumni. We have alumni working on so many shows and selling shows. For example, a client of mine that was a client when I started script anatomy, probably pretty early on, Moises Zamora. He uh, created Selena and he actually staffed four script anatomy alumni, I think at least four, maybe five on his show. And then we have wow. writers working 
on every single um, network and streaming platform. So for example, we have a writer on Lovecraft Country, one on This Is Us, Dead To Me, uh, Mrs. America, Grace and Frankie, Gracie and Frankie, A Million Little Things, The 100 when that was on, The Good Doctor, and much more. I mean, if you go to our website, you'll see we have two pages and one is like testimonials and the other is um, I think alum just as alumni and it's their progress and it'll show you the numbers. We only started keeping track I think I think it was 2017 because it was really just me and I didn't really have the capacity and and we have all of our numbers of our success stories of like 60 something staffed and yada yada but the it's, it's the success stories of our alumni that make us great. I think, first of all, we do have working writers teaching the curriculum, which I created. So it is mm. um, what I think is special about the curriculum is that I created it. No, it's not that. It's that it's a hands-on applicable <laughs> process. So it's an, it's, there's actionable things to do because when you go to classes, a lot of times you're either getting somebody on the day who's just listening to your work and commenting on it off the cuff or you're getting a uh, maybe you're getting a writer who did it 20 years ago or 30 years ago and and TV has changed so much my god I, I was up for a show we didn't get it sadly but um, with these great team of ladies and it's it's the reboot of Fantasy Island right so we watched some of the episodes and I was like oh my god like you'd never be able to do it today just watch like 10 minutes of the opening or five minutes and you can see how writing has changed like it's it's very dated it's very um expository it just it's it's not the same we don't write the same way so you have current writers teaching a process that i created which is based on my own development process and gives you actionable tools so you have development tools from concept through to development whether it's to outline or script or rewriting so that you have um Basically, I'm giving you a writer a process, and they can take and pick what they like about that process. The frustrating thing for me when I was starting out was there were all these very inspiring uh, lectures or workshops or classes, but you didn't really know what to do once you left that class or once you left that lecture. So mm. things that make it special are basically the, the mandates of the school, which is uh, hands-on applicable process, working instructors teaching so that they have current people who are helping them sort of navigate the industry and what is expected and also demystifying the writer's room and the process and all that. And then you have, um, what was the other things that working writer? I mean, there's probably more, but the working writers was number the, the third thing is like, if, if the school is to be successful, then the proof has to be in the success stories of our writers or else I would be a snake oil salesman. I'm not mm. that person. I want to shut the school down. So for me, that's like a crucial thing is that we're shepherding in new voices and also helping writers that are already in the industry hone their craft because everybody comes from a different background, you know, of, of what they know. So, hmm. well, I, that was that was a lot, um, <laughs> and I want to definitely unpack some of that. Uh, I, I think it, it can't be. Um, I, I always use this incorrectly. It can't be understated how important that 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 is to ha actually have current working writers because a lot of the film schools boast about um the production you know the credits of of the people that they have uh, mm -hmm. on their on their tenure but some of them are from the 60s and 70s um i i remember when i went to film school the only script we read was something from the 70s in in our program and this was the 90s and yeah. and it, it just it felt like a different era uh, let alone something that we'd want to watch on TV. Um, 
tell me about uh, some of your writers, for instance. I mean, some of your your uh, your teachers who are current. Oh. I, I know we actually interviewed Spiros Skensos uh, here on the podcast and Ali Leventhal. Um, tell me about some of the uh, some of the others. Okay, so um, Ali Feltis is going to be teaching a class that is pretty new, part of our curriculum. So we're always adding classes, and and it's called the Master Class, and it's a, a, a pilot lab. Hers is actually a drama pilot lab. We have Zach Ayers teaching the comedy pilot lab. And it's for working writers only. So that's a special thing that we've added newly because there are writers who want to have a process, want to have a community, want to have people hearing their feedback and developing as they go along. And so we have Allie teaching Pilot Lab. Now, Allie um, was on uh, co-executive producer on Ozark. This is Allie Feltis, not my writing partner, Allie Laventhal. <laughs> she was a co-executive producer on Ozark and The Alienist. And back in Canada, she had many writing credits. She's a lovely woman. And uh, she ran like the, I think she was kind of running the show running program for Canada. So she has a lot of experience. She sold a lot of shows. She's always working and developing. Um, that's one. Zach Ayers, who's teaching the comedy pilot lab, the master class, sorry, the comedy master class. He has sold many, many shows. He was recently on, um, uh, I'm going to forget the name of it. Don't kill me. BET's um, Soul Train. And he has, you know, several other credits, but he sells a lot of shows. He's he's um, sells comedies and drama, so he works in that. And we have feature teachers, feature instructor instructors now, and um, one of them, Jeff Howard, who's just starting with us. And we actually have a panel that's coming up this Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, he wrote the movie Oculus, and he wrote Gerald's Game, which is on Netflix. And I know he has um, a project in development or that's getting shot with Spielberg that's uh, Choose Your Own Journey. I'm going to pitch it incorrectly, but he has that. And he sells a lot of features. Um, Gabby uh, Lugo, she is currently on A Million Little Things. And she was a she was actually an alumni. We have a lot of a lot of our um, instructors were once alumni too. I would mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's fifty fifty, but there are many of them. And she was a producer and has a lot of producing credits, including the very wonderful gem um, Palm Springs that was very popular in twenty twenty one that came out. So um, it's that's just like four people to start. But if you go to our website and you go under instructors, you'll see that. All of them are working. All of them have different credits. Some of them are young adult writers. Um, some do more genre. Some do, you know, they all have the different things. So you can always find somebody that will work for you and the kind of stories that you want to tell. Um, mm. And some of our some of our instructors have big fan bases. And I mean, they all do. But some of the writers will want to go to just that one instructor, and others will try different people and see what they learn from different. You know, because everyone's bringing their own unique experience. I think the thing that's also special about Script Anatomy is the curriculum is um, is set. So everyone's teaching the same thing. So you're not going to sort of get a hit and miss luck of the draw, which happens mm. in other places. You're always going to get the same education. But obviously, you're going to vibe with somebody else. You might like somebody who's tougher or somebody who's more nurturing or somebody who's like super performative and dynamic or somebody who's a little more quiet. And, and everybody's bringing their own experience in the industry to the table. And it's exciting because they're all working and juggling things and, and fitting in teaching in their schedule because they love it and they want to give back. And also, mm. I really believe that being a teacher, being an instructor is not only a way to give back, but it's a way to keep your own brain sharp 
and it's exciting because you can get a little jaded. You're not as like fresh and it's really fun to work with writers that are like on the cusp or want to revamp their career and, you know, see their enthusiasm. It's, it's, um, it kind of, it, it, it revives your own, I think too. Hmm. Well, I, I can imagine. I mean, if I wanted to, if my end goal was I, I wanted to work on a CW show, how valuable is it to actually take a class with somebody who was on Arrow? I mean, it, it's, it's different than just, and I know we talked about this a lot in, in our last interview. Um, there's a pretty massive machine of, I mean, I mean, really a lot of money goes into, um, screenwriting conventions and people will be teaching at these things that have written books and you can just tell when you when you attend that seminar or you read that book that is somebody talking from a theoretical perspective not a practical perspective um and and sure the theory is great but i i found the biggest disconnect um when i was learning about writing was um, making that jump from the theory to the practical. Exactly. I love that you brought that up because I, I, I typically, I don't do a lot of those things. Um, we, we often will teach it, you know, I've done things for the Austin Film Festival, which is like super fun. I've run a, a writer's room for them, for their, their winners and their, um, their, I guess, finalists, which is, was great, but we did that in person and we didn't do it this year because there's, you know, COVID. But, we, I've done things for a few places where I've taught elsewhere or for something like that, but I typically don't do those kind of convention things. That's just not my vibe. It doesn't really feel on brand for script anatomy, I don't think. And, um, and I think the problem for me is that a lot of the people there are theoretical and they're not really doing it, but they've decided to call themselves experts at it. And for me personally, I'm not saying that you can't be a great coach of some sort if you haven't done it, but I think, because not everybody who is a writer is going to be a great instructor, but I would rather have a great instructor who's a, a writer, who's gone into the body, who knows how to do it, who knows how to fix things, who knows how to speak my language than somebody who's talking theory because they just don't understand the process. It's the difference between somebody who's teaching uh, surgery in a lecture book versus somebody who's going into the body and removing the organs and putting them, fixing them and putting them back. Who would you want to go to if you were getting surgery? <laughs> That's mm. how I see it. You know? and, and having that experience and knowing how to do it is invaluable to, to impart that. Also, you're, you know, you're always going to get notes, right? So even if you write something that is just everyone loves and thinks is amazing in class or, or all your friends love it or whatever, there's always going to be somebody who disagrees, right? Because all of this is subjective. So they may be disagreeing because they really have a different opinion or because they have to add their own value. The best executives know when not to mess with something, like won't mm. try to just like add their stink on it just because, <laughs> you know, like I'm not saying there's a lot of executives who are brilliant and give amazing notes, whether they're working at a network or studio or a production company and they're additive and they're, they're giving that. But if, if, it's not, if there's not something wrong with it, you don't need to add to it. But you're always going to have notes no matter what the process is. And if you, I mean, I just picked up an outline. This is embarrassing to say, but that Ali and I wrote four years ago. And we're redoing it because we're different writers in four years. I have a different opinion of my own material that time later, right? So that's always going to happen. But I do feel like 
the value of having somebody who understands the business, who's been there, who's doing it currently is for me personally more valuable than somebody who is on the fringe of it and just decided that they're good at it. I want to add this really random thing, but I just read an article this morning about um, one of the leaders of like one of the sort of more prominent leaders of QAnon was a failed screenwriter in Hollywood. Oh okay. God. That's all. <laughs> he couldn't make it. So, and, and the first thing that he did was try to um, offer coaching services, which is like, well, you didn't make it. You don't know what you're doing. So what are you, what are you, what can you give me that you couldn't do for yourself is how I feel about it. I mean, I'm mm. obviously I'm super candid and screw him because he's queuing on and whatever. Um, but he tried to do that when that didn't fail. He got very angry and was like, burn the whole, burn the whole town down. And now he's got his voice and platform and he's writing material for QAnon. So. <laughs> well, and, and, and I got to say the proof is in the pudding in, in the sense that this is, this is what the machine has built. There's roughly 500,000 spec screenplays written every year. And at most 150 or 200 features made. Obviously, there's somebody who's telling people that that works, and there's 499,850 examples of the fact that what the machine is saying is wrong. Mm -hmm. um, then you've got very little out there teaching television, and that's arguably where a lot more opportunities are. Um, and uh, and so you you just see that the the system is broke and. And people are paying a lot of money for stuff that isn't necessarily going to get them work. And there's a lot of, lot of hopes and dreams that are being sold to people that aren't being delivered. Yeah. Um, well, it, you, you mentioned a few times about, um, about how you teach something unique. Uh, you have a very unique program. Tell me what is unique about, your, about what you teach. So all of the lectures that we teach per class have corresponding tools. So it's, it's the, the tool work is the sort of development questions that you need to answer and fill out in order to start developing your project and, and having all the elements that you need, but it's going deep, right? So it's, it's going to cover things like obviously character and structure and theme and um, relationships and you know, ev everything that you can possibly imagine. But you're going to have, it's, it's all going to be applicable. So if you go and you have a lecture on character, then you're going to be doing a tool that's deep diving into character and it's going to make you think about that. And it's, we, you know, we think about things in a, in a certain way. I think, you know, most places are going to have a little bit of like their own language and the way they do things. I think ours is pretty industry standard, but um, you're going to, you're going to have an, a process. And so you're going to, and not only that, you're going to get notes every single step of the way. So you're not going to be, hey, I wrote a script. People do this, obviously. We offer consultations, too. They're like, I wrote a script here. Now give me your notes. And that's great, but there's times when I go, oh, if only we had helped you from the get-go, you wouldn't be there with that script that needs so much writing. People, Most people know I really don't like rewriting. I like, to, I like rewriting within the outline. I don't like to, re to rewrite within the pages that much. I like to polish and fine tune. And I do feel like our process has gotten us to that stage um, and has for a long time because I do a lot of my rewriting in the, quote, tool work and in the mm. outline. 
so that by the time I get to the first draft of the script, and I think our writers to at Scripted Enemy, they already have a very strong first draft. And obviously, like, if I go back to my own first drafts early on, like, those are not as strong as the first drafts I write now because you become better as you go. But I think for me, what I really truly believe about Script Anatomy is that we cut the, the curve of being able to break into the business. We don't really, we're not really a school for hobbyists. We are going to start offering a class that's um, more like a, I think it's going to be a two weekend workshop where it's like, hey, I have an idea. Is this viable? Do I want to work on this? But really our school is for the serious writer who wants to become a better writer and break in because you can't, it's very few people who are going to write a pilot and then break into the business and have this giant career, right? There's a lot of scripts that were ugly and, you know, only only you could love them <laughs> before you get to the stage where you have something great. Um, so, again, working writers, hands-on applicable process, notes every step of the way, and then just demystifying the process. I don't think anybody else is doing that. In the, I actually know no one else is doing that in the way we are because I know what everybody else is doing. It's my job to keep up on that. Um, a lot of schools will have somebody come in on the day and listen and give notes, but they're not reading. I think that's an important thing. Our teachers are investing their time. There is something that is, I guess you can call it charitable about it because they make a lot of money as writers. I'm not making zillions of dollars teaching a class, but they're spending their personal time reading somebody's work and really thinking about it and giving them notes and trying to help them nurture their voice. Now, obviously you're always going to come from your POV too, but our goal is not to just come in and go like, exactly like this is what I would do. You should do that. But it might be like, this is what I would do. And this is how I'd fix this to like work on your vision. But you ultimately end up having to be the, the sort of authority of your own work and make those decisions because again you're going to get notes down the road that you're not going to agree with and you're going to have to fight those battles or pick your choices of to fight those battles if you really believe something right so we, we're also teaching you to to think for yourself too um mm. if that makes sense so I, I think again other other schools have teachers that have done it a long time ago ours are current they don't have a hands-on applicable process it's hit or miss because there's not consistency with the curriculum. Um, also, we started out as TV. When I started, there was only one other person teaching television. And now other people have started doing it because they see the money in it, including people that were originally just doing sort of magazine and journal and novels and that kind of thing. Now they've added their TV program because that's where the money is. We have people who have... Um, uh, or feature instructors who are now TV instructors. Most of our instructors, like they're either teaching both because they actually do both, or they're only teaching one or the other because that's what they do. So mm. um, I think that makes us special. And again, the proof is, as you say, in the pudding. It's 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 the success stories that we have. And by the way, we've never really advertised. Um, mm. We've always done word of mouth. We are going to start advertising this year because we want our reach to be even broader. But it's always been word of mouth or like posting on little forums, you know, TV writers forums and and next gen fems or whatever you know whatever's out there, just in community forums kind of thing. Mm. But we have writers, and I want to say this too because I think it's, I'm very proud of it. Um, we have writers that are a lot of them all over the United States, but obviously our bulk base is in Los Angeles. But we have people from all over the US, Canada, Australia, and England, obviously, because they're English speaking, but we've, I mean, I can think off the top of my head, we've had writers who've come from Luxembourg, Vienna, Greece, India, um, 
China, uh, Belgium, Paris, on and on and on. Like they're, they're from all over. And so those people are out there. And with Netflix and other streaming platforms creating content for those countries more and more, there's a need for writers from those countries. So we have, mm. there's a from Greece. He's a working writer. We just talked, I think he's taken other classes and he's taken a couple, but he's, um, and he just, yeah, he just took a Spiro's class and loved it. And, um, he was like, I, can I take, um, a, a master class? And I'm like, yeah, because he has credits there in Greece. We had a writer who was from Germany who hadn't done anything really. And she has since that I know of, cause it's all about who keeps in touch with us. She has since, um, written on she wrote on a soap opera she wrote a made for tv movie she's writing on a tv show now she's sold some stuff so we are very proud of like the international um, possibilities for us based on what our writers overseas have accomplished as well well i mean it's a little bit of a tangent here but has covid opened doors for that because of doing everything online now yes absolutely i mean we did do uh, I think three of our classes online, maybe we did the televisionary, which is sort of our basic class that you want to start with. And I don't mean basic in the sense that it's easy. It's not, it's very mm -hmm. intensive, but it's introductory, a, perhaps it's the introductory foundation of what we do. And it'll mm -hmm. take you concept to, to outline. And then we offered a draft intensive, which was like what you want to take after that class where you, you then knock out your draft and sort of like a three part, um, consult. So you get, notes on the outline that you've revised from the televisionary or wherever you wrote that. And then you get notes on half your draft and then notes on the second half. So it's like a split up consult and you're learning tools to fine tune things along the way. So we taught that online. And then I think we taught spec lab for like the fellowship programs that people need to write a spec for. Now, once COVID happened, the sad thing for us is that I had just finally bit the bullet and got my own space. I had been renting at blank spaces all over town. I really like when I talk about it, when I like go in the backyard and jump off my hill because, um, you know, I'm paying for that space still and we're not using it and it's brutal. But that said, the blessing in disguise is that we had to put everything on Zoom. We used the new space for, I think, how was it? I don't even know if it was a, maybe it was five weeks or something. It was a really small amount of time, <laughs> maybe less than that. And then COVID happened and, and we were one of the first people to go like, no, we're, we're not going to put anybody at risk. We're going to go online. And we've been online ever since. So we put everything online. And that has, I think, opened up. So our goal is that we keep everything that we have online. And then we add the classes that we add are actually ones that are going back into the space. Um, mm. I think that that's been really good for us because people have gotten access to our full um, curriculum, basically. Mm. Well, it seems like, and I, I was looking at a lot of the, the uh, testimonials on your website, um, quite a few of them mentioned um, that when they came into your program, they found that they were doing a lot more development than they had been before, that, that uh, before that they sort of barreled into a draft and that your <laughs> program forced them to really um, drill down and, and go into first gear and really uh, develop the the ideas talk, talk about that a little bit nothing makes me more happy than than hearing that you heard that in the testimonials because that is what we do it's about developing the project and making it as strong as possible and then writing the pilot because when you're writing a pilot 
you're not just writing the pilot. You are having to think about the series and what's going to happen in season one and two and beyond. You need to know where it's going. So those are seeds planted that you have to really set up and at least know that they're there, that you're going to open up the possibilities later, which shows that your series has legs, right? You need to have an engine and then whatever that engine is, you are setting up those seeds planted. So that is part of the whole hands-on applicable tools throughout the process is getting them to develop and ask the questions and not just willy-nilly like dive into a draft. I don't really personally believe in vomit drafts. It's mm -hmm. First of all, it's not my process. Um, I, I just can't do it. You know, that's just not my way. I know it is for some people. So like you have to do whatever it is that works for you. And sometimes you do just need to get it out. But for me personally, I think that you're going to be frustrated and writing and rewriting a lot longer than if you're like doing it in the tool work because you're mm -hmm. figuring out your structure, your separate storylines if you're doing a, um, a TV show and you're really vetting all of those and how they work together and how the relationships work together and how people bounce off of, of each other and what the conflict and obstacles are gonna be and what's gonna happen in the future episodes to make it stronger right then and there. So development is for me everything. And I will say developing is writing. It's not mm -hmm. just typing scenes out on the page. Your best scenes are gonna come from having given it those depth, that depth and the layers and really thinking about it. So that's that's what we do. And that's why a lot of people go, oh my God, I never did an outline before, script them out of me. And I don't think they'd go back to not doing an outline ever again, because you you just, it's not gonna be a strong first draft. It's just not. And my, my goal sort of was like, how do I give people my process, but my process is also about not having to rewrite as much in the script. I just hate doing it. And, I, and probably because I started out in features, and that's a lot to, to keep in your head when you've got mm. scene. It's much easier when you see it in a compartmentalized version, which is like an outline or a, a tool. Mm. Well, and, and if quite a few of the testimonials mentioned that um, the specific tools that you taught were things that they they took and used on future projects that they developed like they would yeah. they would take the tools and they would apply it to the the pilot they were developing apply it to the script they were writing um uh so do you do you what can you i mean obviously don't you you don't want to reveal everything about it to mm. people who aren't paying for your your courses but tell tell me about some of these tools and and why they're so helpful okay so I'm going to, you know, obviously there's the fundamentals of when you're figuring out the characters and the sort of the basic concept and the hook and the log line and, and um, all that. But I would say that we go very deeply into, I have a special way that I do theme that I don't, I've never seen anybody do. I created it. So if they're doing it, it's because they stole it. But no, the <laughs> truth really is this theme was a very big, big thing for me because features it's, it's all about theme and it's all about, mm -hmm. Um, one of my favorite and best tips I can give right now to any feature writer is that whatever your character's flaw is, is the opposite of the theme of the movie and vice versa, because they are going to go through this journey and change and grow and learn lessons in order to get to a place where they actually embody the theme, but they're furthest apart from that at the beginning of the journey. Otherwise, they wouldn't need to get the journey, right? But so theme was very important for me in features and, and thinking about not just how to to, you have to illustrate it through the journey. It's not just like a visual or a line of dialogue or I stated the theme, therefore I have it, right? It's really crafting <laughs> it in. It's baking it in to the storyline, right? Mm. So I got so into that that when I started, because I was a feature writer first, when I started doing television at the same time that I built the company. So 
the first class I taught, I had not yet broken into the business. I had confidence because I had taught features for so long and I knew that I was going to add something and I had done two programs, but I got staffed, I think, while I was teaching that first first class. But one of the things that I wanted to do was go, how can I give people um, insight into theme for television? So I basically sat down and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch an episode of The Good Wife. So this was like years ago when I was like, it was probably season one still or two that was on. And I'm going to break down in my mind what, you know, I'm gonna, I stopped and start and outlined the episode of the show. And then I went through and I was like, what are all the, like after that, I know the story. Like I can look at something and go, oh, these are the themes. My husband can start telling me a movie that we didn't, that I haven't seen and I'll tell, I already know where it's going. I guess everything. <laughs> but, um, but I went in and I, I broke down what the various themes were of that episode and then how it was illustrated per scene. And so mm. that's how we have our writers do that. So we have a tool that shows from existing examples. So for example, when we give you a tool to do as a writer, we're not just giving you a tool and going, okay, go do this. There's proof that it works because I've, I and my other instructors and other writers have broken down the, tool, the, the tools for a show and will illustrate on whatever that show is, this is us, Breaking Bad, whatever, and say, this is an example of how all these things work in that show. And it mm. works for all of them. They might be a little bit of an adjustment here and there, but um, it's not, we're not making it up. It's it's the real deal. It's, it's, it's <laughs> any show, any movie, you bring it up and I can point out to you where all those things fit in, right? So that's mm. one thing. Another thing is we do like a story structure grid which is about, I'm very big on isolating what your television storylines are and really vetting them each. So it's like you're only looking at the A story. You're only looking at the B story. Mm. For some shows that I've been on, we'll do like the story of Amy and Nikki. That's a storyline. And the story of um, Devin and Karen, right? And you do that storyline. And I really vet that. So, But within that, I also have a, ma a microstructure of like what the arc is. And then you have that macro structure for the for the episode so mm. you're doing that for not just the whole episode but for each storyline too which doesn't necessarily hit every point like inciting midpoint low point all that but it'll hit a few of those points the a story will probably hit all of them the b might hit most of them but one or two right and so on um we really work on dynamic relationships and how those two people that you're putting together affect each other and create story and conflict. Um, yeah. So those are just a few things. I mean, there's a tool for, for pretty much everything. There's even like techniques for, we have workshops or in Rewrite Lab, there's techniques for um, how do you, how are some ways you can make a great act out? Let's talk about scene to scene transitions. Let me give you some examples of different types of scene to scene transitions and how you can do those, right? Um, same with, uh, what we do? I mean, but pretty much any little thing, like dialogue. Allie, Allie, my writing partner, Laventhal taught a dialogue workshop, and we we worked on that curriculum and made it so that it's um, you're actually going through scenes, looking at the dialogue, but we're showing you what the technique they used is, and we're sometimes giving you a video clip. So it's it's very my, macro, then it gets down to the nitty gritty, which is the craft, which is super exciting. Very, very, very cool. And uh, well, another thing that. Um, really uh, shows the power of your program is the accomplishments of the people who have um, left the program. And, and I know, I mean, on your website, you have that 58 
of your alumni got into fellowships that there have been 320 contest placements, 65 staff positions of, and that's just since 2017. Yeah. But, um, but what are some of the specific success stories? Oh, okay. Let me see. Let me go look at the, okay. Um, do I need to name names? I mean, I can't. No, no, not, not necessarily. Okay. Well, um, I'm looking at, there's a writer that was working in the business and was struggling. I've had a few of these people that were working writers. I can think of just three off the top of my head that I either personally know or worked with, but I don't know everybody who comes through the school, unfortunately, anymore. I used to when it was just me teaching, but mm -hmm. now we have, I think, 50 instructors. Wow. So, yeah, we wow. just hired um, a bunch more and in anticipation of this year. And, uh, and I think there's 40 something up now, but there's going to be 50 soon. So, wow. so these two writers that I'm talking about, um, one of them was like sort of not getting, you know, ahead and, um, had been a working writer, took a class, developed something in there and then got on another show and is now at the point where they've sold shows and are a co-executive producer. Another one is running a show, had struggles writing wow. a pilot. I helped with that pilot. There's two actually. One, one was a woman who hadn't worked for a, a, a good while, and now she's working and doing really well. The other one had worked and was always working, but needed to write a, a new piece, and that piece got her on uh, a very amazing show, and then is, is now um, she's running a show. Um, wow. When I think of like uh, a, a writer that we've had, um, April, I'll just say, we have two Aprils actually, and both are really successful. One April is like works and works and works and works and staffs and staffs and staffs and staffs on show after show. The other April started staffing and has also staffed and staffed on shows and just I think has sold a couple pilots recently, a movie, and is probably going to have a show on the air this year. Um, wow. We have a writer who had, I'm sorry, they don't know who they are, but <laughs> we have a, a wonderful writer who was in, um, in a fellowship program and didn't staff after that, which is one of the ways you can staff. And a writer that had done that program as well was talking to her, they were friends, and, and she was like, what should I do, what should I do? And he was like, you should go to Script Anatomy. She went to Script Anatomy, she worked her butt off, she got into another program, she got staffed, and she sold a show to HBO Max that then has got wow. a pilot pickup. Um, I'm looking at like, uh, my gosh, there was one woman I met, I met in Kevin Townsley, who's our director of development, and he's amazing because he's helping build the school and build the program, and he kind of finds um, where we're missing areas of um, learning and opportunities for growth in the craft for the writers, and has helped out a lot of the new classes that we have in the last several years. And I met this woman at um, in his, his year, he lives in two years, and mm -hmm. she was like, I'm interested in writing one of the Aprils introduced us and I was like, oh yeah, you should take a class. She took a class. She was an actress, wrote a pilot. That pilot got her staffed on also a different HBO Max show. So wow. that learning curve for her was short. She was an actress turned writer. Um, let me just, I'm looking at our like, uh, gosh, we have uh, Kirk Moore who's like worked on show after show after show. He got a start on, um, uh, oh gosh, it's on here somewhere. He got his show on American Crime, and he's just worked consistently. He's now on a, an Amazon show. Like all the posters that we have on there, it's like, oh, we have a writer who 
had, was a 911 dispatcher and had been struggling for a long time to break in. She um, wrote, a, I think she had written even a, a, a pilot about being a 911 dispatcher, but she went and pitched um, episode idea, an episode idea for 911. They mm. bought it. It was a two-parter episode, which she got to co-wrote, and now she's writing on the show. So it's wow. like, it's been, and we've had like a writer on Arrow, who was a writer's assistant, who then got to write an episode. Like, it's just on and on and on. One of my, um, my former assistant, who uh, has, you know, sold a show to, um, it was YouTube Red, when they were doing stuff, and then now she's, you know, up for a show that she's probably going to get staffed on. My current director of operations has been with me for four years and without whom it's Natasha Hall. We couldn't run the company, um, does a lot of the day-to-day -day operations and she's probably going to lose her soon because she's just like last year after working her butt off, got into CBS program, was a finalist for the ABC Disney one, won the uh, screenwriting award at Austin film festival, probably other things that I don't know. I've got a manager and is very, very close to staffing and I'm, sure she's going to staff this year and, and we'll have to replace her sadly, but wow. good for her. Right. So yeah. it's just, um, I mean, I look at it, we have a, you know, we have a writer. I remember meeting at a panel that I did and took class with us and got onto Chucky. Um, we've got, you know, guys who Was that Kim Garland. Yeah. Kim Garland. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then some people that I don't really, I don't really know them very well, but Writers that I've taught who are then now on Nancy Drew, but now that now I don't teach as much anymore. So there's other writers that are like shepherding in those those voices as well. I feel like mm -hmm. script anatomy is basically an incubator for this business in bringing in new voices and breaking in people in helping strengthen the craft for writers who are already working. And mm -hmm. um, and then we have an, an amazing community as well. Just yeah, I was I was going to ask you about that. That was my very next question. Um, you mentioned earlier on that somebody uh, is a showrunner and brought on four of um, his colleagues yes. from Script Anatomy. Um, tell me about this community. Again, some of the testimonials talked a lot about how even after they, they leave the classes, they stay in touch with each other. Yeah, so so that was Moises Samora who created Selena and brought on like four writers um, that are scripting other people who had taken classes or multiple classes even. And he met most of those writers, I think, through the community or cl having classes with them back in the day. And uh, by the way, he had a writer's group of, of people that were scripting other people and alums, and so do a lot of our writers. They'll, they'll start writers groups together and they're still together to this day, even though they're all working now. And they each mm. start breaking in one by one. Um, the community that we have besides obviously having classes is we have mixers. We used to do them only twice a year, but now that we're online, we do them once a month. And if mm. writers out there in the world that are not alumni are interested in coming and joining, we've opened that up to other people as well, just to meet other writers so that they can network, especially during this time when we're all stuck inside. We wanted to be mm. um, more inclusive. We have a panel, which I'm really excited about. We're, I think we're trying to do this year a panel every month, which is oh, wow. actually easier with Zoom because in person mm -hmm. it's like, you got to get people and then they don't feel like driving all the way <laughs> to wherever you're going the day of or the week of or something happens. But now people are homebound, so their schedules are better so we can get these people. and. Jeff Howard is going to do the pitch a show that he's uh, pitch a movie that he's going out with. And I believe there's a producer and an executive who are on the panel with him and they're going to be moderating and talking to him. And then we open up to Q and a, 
So that is also um, something that we're opening up to the broader community if people want to join that. That's this Sunday at 3 p.m. And I believe it's bit.ly slash script anatomy panel is how they would register mm. for that. And they can probably look at that for any other panels that are coming because I don't know when this is airing. So Yeah, this will air next Tuesday. So okay. they'll just so, miss that one. But uh, is so it the, the same link every time? I, I I think it's going to be. This is the first time we've we've um, shared the link outside of our community when it comes mm. to panels. But it, in February, we're doing a manager panel. In, and we've pretty much got those people lined up in March, we're doing an agent panel with agents. And then in April, we always do a fellowship panel where we have people that run fellowships because we sort of coincide that with our bio essay fellowship workshop, which we're in mm -hmm. the seventh or eighth year of doing. And then we're going to keep doing panels all year long. And again, so it's mixers, it's panels. We also do like fun writers prompts where somebody will moderate and we come and give you like a, an assignment like okay write the scene but add these three elements or whatever right yeah. just to, just to sort of give people a, a, a chance to like get together and have community hmm. very very cool uh, we're going to take a quick sponsor break and then after that we're going to talk all about 2021 and where things are heading avgearguide.com a member of the association of moving image archivists specializes in film and video restoration we use state-of-the-art technology to bring new life to vintage material, like the Lost Betty White series Pet Set, which we recently restored for its 50th anniversary return to air. We can apply the same technology to your documentary, film and video archive, and your family videos and photos. Mention the name of the TV Writer Podcast and get 10% off your order. And if you want to make some money, we also give cash for referrals. Visit avgearguy.com for details. DrivingFootage.com provides 4K, 9-angle driving plates for film and television. Over 14,000 clips are available for locations all around Southern California, with more areas coming soon. A fully equipped camera car with height-adjustable rig is available for custom shoots and second-unit photography. Visit DrivingFootage.com for details. Full disclosure, I do own both of these companies. By supporting them, you help me bring new in-person video interviews to you. And we're back. And this is 2021, typically the first few weeks of the year. I am correcting that one many times. I write dates with 2020. 2021. 2020, that year that, that was COVID is over. There's new challenges this year, but also new opportunities. Tell me about where script anatomy is headed you mentioned you're hiring 10 new people you've got cl new classes that you're bringing in um i did want to mention as you talk about these classes you've got a great website and there's a lot of information on there um and uh one thing i noticed when going on your website is that classes sell out quickly Yes. Um, and so I, I think even as we talk about these classes, anybody who's watching this podcast, make sure that you plan ahead if you're interested in one of these classes and book ahead. But uh, tell me what you got coming up. We have everything coming up. I don't think there's anything that we don't come up. Um, I think it, it when, as you said, it, classes do sell out quickly. So when you go to our website, uh, if you go to the course calendar, it'll have everything that's coming up soon some of those are going to say that they're sold out sold out sold out but th there's usually another one coming up if there's a class that someone wants to take we always say 
go on to the link to the Eventbrite um, for now because our site is going to be a pay site probably in the next few months. But go to Eventbrite and then make sure you put yourself on the wait list because we look at the wait list and we'll go, okay, we have so many people. We need to just add a class around those same dates. But mm -hmm. I'm looking at our upcoming courses. So we're, I'm sorry, I have to scroll through here. It's the 12th right now. So I guess we had a class um, start today, but we have like, those are all sold out. Let me go to the ones that are not. Um, okay, there's still room in, in Masterclass, which starts February 20th. And that again is for working writers only who have either sold a pilot or have been staffed. And we, do try to check because um, obviously if you have only ever sold something, that's a little harder for us. But if you have mm -hmm. a list of credits, we'll, we'll always check that because we want that particular class is just for working writers at a certain level. Um, we have a newly added televisionary comedy drama combo. We, we started um, out doing combo classes and then we started to separate them to televisionary comedy televisionary drama and occasionally when those are really full and we need to add another one we'll do a combo one so you'll get a little bit of both in there that starts february 20th um, and has spots we have a tv comedy pilot lab that's already sold out we have a newly added tv comedy pilot lab because that one sold out so that's february 21st um the newly added feature pitch lab which is going to be taught by jeff howard which is super exciting because again, Sunday he's gonna be pitching his his feature and he'll do that again in the class. One of the things we mm. like to do with the feature class is have either the writer who's teaching it or they'll bring somebody in who will pitch one of their projects and then they'll give you the tools or whatever to develop your project and then you'll pitch your own project amongst the group. Everybody will pitch their project. But what I love about it is you don't really get a, an opportunity to watch somebody else pitch a show. It's such a mysterious thing and everybody pitches differently mm -hmm. so it's nice to be able to see that we have a rewrite lab has one spot available february 28th we have kind of everything uh zach Ayers master classes starting march 7th televisionary comedy focus which i said they sometimes isolate march 6th um but it's just that you're going to keep going it's like there's we tried to put up um classes for all six months because i think we're up until we have everything up in and, well, we have one thing in, in August up, but most things are like through June right now. We will add classes again if if there's a need because um, we're just trying to, you know, it's it's always a balance every year. The company has grown exponentially every single year. So we kind of base our schedule off the previous year and then add as we think. And we usually have to add more, which is a wonderful problem to have. Yeah. So, Definitely. So we did try to put up. We did start to put up all all the classes at once after the first few months because that way people can kind of scroll through and figure out what works for their schedule or what teacher they want to work with. Hmm. Well, and tell me. Um, so I, it's not necessarily immediately obvious when you when you look at the classes, which what's a starting point for somebody who is totally green, um, who who uh, is sort of. He doesn't know the language of everything and uh, and wants to get started. Where would they start? Um, there's two things that they could start with. One would be Televisionary Writers Workshop, which is the mm -hmm. foundation of what we do. It's a five-week class where you go from concept through to development, and then we give you a week off to write your outline, and then you turn your outline in, and you have your last class, and you get notes on that. That's kind of how we do Televisionary now. However, we will be adding a full kind of Televisionary 
which is going to be a 10-week class where we mm -hmm. it's it's more for real beginners even though mm -hmm. beginners have taken televisionary but we're going to take a step back and give them a longer more um comprehensive process so that they can take their time more get something developed in 10 weeks have a few more little tools break their story out on the board a little bit which we do that a lot like i would say well, I'll say that in a second. But that, that longer 10-week televisionary will be coming up as a new class soon. So I would mm -hmm. start with either that 10-week televisionary or the five-week televisionary. And then the goal is for people to take televisionary more than once. And many of our writers did take televisionary two and three times. In fact, after taking it two to three times when I was just the only instructor, that's when they were like, okay, we've taken televisionary three times. We love you. We love script anatomy, but you have to do an advanced class. And so it was like, they forced me to keep you know, <laughs> for them, which I'm grateful for. But after one of those televisionaries, you can take it again because you're really learning the process for yourself. And the more that mm. becomes second nature, the better it's going to be for you to just develop your material. It takes a while to get there. If you don't want to take televisionary again, then you go next to draft intensive where you take that outline that you've come out of from televisionary and you go into DI or draft intensive and you knock out that script in those every other week class where you're doing revised outline, first half of the script and second half. Then mm -hmm. after that, I would say maybe you want to go into a rewrite class and really rewrite that script. But sometimes people, people will realize that your first script might not be the baby that's going to like be birthed, it's not gonna come to fruition. So you might just like scrap a project and start something new in television. I think it's important to start new projects and not just stick with one forever because that's how you learn and grow is by having to think through those issues and problems every, mm. with a new story. Um, so those are that's kind of one way to do it is like televisionary, draft intensive, rewrite lab. And then maybe you could go back to a televisionary or you can go straight into like a, um, a pilot lab, a comedy pilot lab, or a drama pilot lab. So, mm. you know, but we also, you can email us, email myself or Natasha, or go into a website that's easy to reach us and, and ask us, what should I take? Sometimes we have writers say, hey, I have staff before, or I have taken a bunch of classes and I've done this and I'm repped. Can I not take televisionary and jump into draft intensive or rewrite lab or pilot lab? And we'll say, sure. Um, mm. Another class that we have, I think that's really great, like once a writer's up and running, at least you have to have taken televisionary for this, but we do a structure lab where it's, I think, seven writers or six writers, something like that, in, in a short amount of time, like seven weeks or something. And every writer has one full class to break their story on the board, pitch it out, and then, or they've already broken it, they put it up on the board, which now is online, and they pitch it out to the, the group and everybody weighs in like a writer's room, you know, well, maybe you don't mm. need this theater. I think you need something stronger here. That's not a good enough act out, whatever. And so that, again, is run like a writer's room. And we, we run all of our classes like a writer's room, even if it's televisionary where you're not breaking up the story. We, mm. we let everybody to participate and talk and do a little Socratic method where they have to come up with answers for themselves so you're not just spoon feeding them everything. And then, yeah. and then we want them to be reading each other's material and giving notes with, to each other as well. Um, so we, we asked for that. And then in you know some of the other labs, like Pilot Lab, we, we also run it like a writer's room and, and people are pitching out on the board and, and all. So I think people comment about that in the testimonials too, is that it's run like a writer's room. Hmm. And you also have um, like just one or two class kind of workshops, right? Uh, I noticed Ali Leventhal was, uh, was teaching something, I think it was just building character or something. 
Yeah. We, 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 we do workshops. So we always do the bio essay fellowship workshop to help people with their bios and essays for the fellowship season, because that is another, like a third writing sample. And it is mm -hmm. important. We do a, a dialogue workshop. I think it's called talk in the talk. Right. And it's about fine tuning and crafting dialogue. And it gives you tips and tricks and, and just different ways to craft dialogue. Um, then we have like a, we're working on a scene writing workshop and we're working on a theme workshop, which will be new, which I'll tell you why that is in a second. Remind me because I have no, I, my brain is like a sieve now, just forget everything. But we do, um, we do a business workshop, which is about sort of how to manage your reps and how to like progress in your career and reach out and network. So it's more about the business. We do that. Mm -hmm. We do a pilot kickstart. If you just want to come in and kickstart a pilot, whether you're a new person who wants to get a taste of what we do at Script Anatomy or somebody who just wants to come in and like learn what we do and, and apply that to a pilot that you've already written many, many times. We have, I know we have other ones. We have a bunch of uh, feature ones coming up. We have one about like making your own short film. So we are trying to do more and more of, of those as well that are just like one day or two day workshops. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. Um, hey, the, the, the thing mm -hmm. about it is, is that we want to have a, uh, a workshop like festival in the summer that's our goal one of our goals for this year so that we can just you can come in and do a package of like all the workshops for a price that's discounted or just three of them or two of them and have panels and all that going on at the same time and it'll be an online what a great idea season. yeah I'm very i excited. love that idea love that idea thanks um, we've been trying to do it for a while yeah finally do it this year <laughs> yeah very very cool um you mentioned scene and theme um why don't we talk about that now yeah you said to remind you oh no that was the reminder i remember oh that was said, a reminder okay it was because we want to do a, a festival uh, which i'm yeah. like yeah so that's it we want to do a workshop festival and I'm, I'm sure i'm missing some of the workshops but oh pitching would be one mm -hmm. And we often, we didn't do this last year because we usually do it in person, but we do a simulated writer's room workshop, which is a one-day thing where writers will have been assigned uh, an episode or a show to, to watch, and then they'll all break an episode together in the mm -hmm. room. And so you get to know, like, okay, this is how to be in the room. This is the, These are the do's and don'ts. And now we're all going to break a story as far as we get in this one, you know, day, and we'll... Uh, and we'll, you know, see how it goes. And it gives everybody a chance to talk and pitch and, and basically get over their fear of speaking because it is intimidating when you go into a room for the first time and you're with the grown-ups. I remember my first staff job and being afraid. It was a huge room and there were a lot of like, there was three consulting producers and, and two or three co-EPs and then the EP and then three staff writers. And it was like, uh, and one of the staff writers was like super experienced and written a lot of TV movies and was, you know, a little older and more mature than the rest of us. And we were just babies. Right. And I was scared. And so having the opportunity to do that in a class, you can really feel more confident. And I think that's another thing that our writers say is they go into the room and they feel really ready and prepared. And in fact, so much so that people will often say like, you're just a staff writer. They're blown away because we've trained them and gotten mm. them ready. So they're not just like newbies who are trying to figure it out. Very cool. Um, on your website, uh, tell me about the website. What are some of the resources there? Where should people go to look for information? Well, it's www.scriptanatomy.com and it'll have um, drop downs for courses consultations you can learn about our instructors there and what their credits are and who they are as people a little bit 
Um, you can go to the testimonial page and the alumni page to see what the credits are and what some of the testimonials people have said about the school um, are like. And so that's that's how you can navigate that. You can also sign up for our newsletter. That's when we sort of tell you about new classes and a lot of the events that are coming up. If you mm -hmm. sign up for our newsletter, you not only get that, where it's got these are the classes, this is the blog I wrote, or this is an article somebody wrote, or this is a thing that someone's involved in at the WGA that you should get involved in, or um, what shows we're watching now. But then in the middle of the month, we usually do a video tip, which kind of is from one of the instructors. And then you get to know who they are. We, we do a little Q&A for them as well. Very cool. Oh, um, consultations. Tell me about that. So so somebody can also do a just a, a one-off script consult with one of your teachers? Yeah, they can choose which consultant they want to work with, whether it's TV or features. And then they can, um, we have packages that are already sort of pre-made or pre-canned where it'll be like, okay, you can do consult 101, which is like written notes only. We, the writer will read your, the instructor writer will read your script and then give you written notes only. Or you can add a meeting to that on Zoom. Or you can do a consult where it's like you're going to get an outline notes or maybe you're going to get a consult where it's outline, draft, and rewrite, right? So we have a lot of different options. And then we have mm -hmm. custom consults too. For example, we have writers who... They don't want to, they might not want to take a class because they've taken like, se we have people who have taken like seven or nine classes or more. It's crazy, but it's, it's, you're learning so much. So, but maybe they don't have time now or they're working and they want somebody to just read their, their story grid and their outline and that's it. And then they're going to go off to draft or they want them to read their grid and their draft. They can come, um, custom package that however they want and we'll just figure out what that is and they can ask us if they want help and we'll help them figure that out. We also do private courses where there are some people that don't want to be in a classroom environment or they want to go at a slower pace or maybe they even want to go at a quicker pace in the class and so they'll take um, televisionary or feature lab on their own where they're just they're going at their pace. What we'll do in that case is give them the video recorded lectures and then they'll watch those and they'll be corresponding with the tools and then they'll hand that into their instructor. Their instructor will give them notes. They'll, there's only two like Zoom meetings with that, but they'll develop their material through through that way rather than being in a class. Hmm. Very, and very cool. Um, just record everything. You can, you can do it from another country and not have to worry about the time difference. Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, I was going to say, uh, because you, you mentioned a lot, a lot, of the students are focused in LA, but I guess they don't have to be now. I would say like the bulk are, but we do, we have, I mean, they're not, they're not anymore. I would say our in-person classes, obviously LA, LA, but we have writers from all over the U S and then that's a little bit of a time difference, but we have writers from Europe and, you know, South America, Australia, Canada, and they, the time difference doesn't matter if there is one, because if they need to watch the lectures, after we've already done the class, they're still going to get their homework and turn that in on time. They're just not going to be live. Hmm. Very cool. Well, as we start to wrap things up, um, I usually end the podcast with with writing tips, but I, I think uh, I would love to phrase the question this way. Um, before somebody enters one of your classes, what, what could they do now to better prepare themselves for when they start one of your classes? I think the thing that they'll want to do is come up with a handful of ideas. Brainstorm maybe five, three to five ideas of what, what you're excited about 
then when if you need help picking, sometimes we'll we'll do that too. If you're like, I just can't decide. But most of the time, you'll one will emerge as the idea that you're most excited about. And the thing to think about is like, does this idea have a, a concept, a strong concept that we've never seen before? Does this idea have a unique world or arena? For example, that's something that we're always trying to find. Whether you're a drama writer or a comedy writer, it's like, what's a unique world we haven't seen before or a unique situation? So I'll just name some in the drama world, like big love, like going into this unique world of polygamist Mormons in Utah. That was a unique world we hadn't seen before. Or mm. if you're thinking about Sopranos, that's the unique world of you know these Jersey mobsters, right? So what's the unique world? Who's your main character going to be? And what is um, unique and special about them? What is their flaw? Like, what's wrong with them? How do they interact and go about the world? Um, and maybe their flaws like softer. It doesn't have to be like everybody's got a major flaw. They don't have to be an antagonist type character. Like that was a very popular thing for a while, and still kind of is. But it's like I'm watching Casual right now. I'm finally catching up on four seasons of that, and you know the, the flaw might just simply be like the wounds of the parents that you're still carrying around your screwed up childhood and you have commitment issues, you know, it could be that. So, uh, it doesn't have to be like, I'm a drug addict or I'm a serial killer, <laughs> but it could be. So think about that, the world, the concept, you know, the hook of it, the, the main character, and maybe a couple of the other characters that are going to be in that world. One of the things you can do too is just like, how would you pitch that idea in an elevator pitch that's five minutes long or less. Um, it, I have a, a, a tip for that. It's a little video that's on my Instagram, and I think I'm Tanya Benavides Baticheria on Instagram. I'm not sure if there's underscores, but you can go to that, and I have like I, um, a, a tip where I'm, I don't do very many videos, so there's one, and I'm talking about like the five minute or whatever, three minute elevator pitch. 90 second elevator pitch and all the components that you need for that. So I would think about that because that kind of will give you a comprehensive, like this is an idea that has something going on there. Um, mm. That's that's a start. I mean, usually we'll just have you, if you sign up for class, your instructor will ask you for television or like five questions, you know, and it'll be about the kind of the things that I just spoke about. If you're doing a class like pilot lab, then you're going to get tool work that you have to do prep work before you even the class starts. So you really need to know your idea and what you're going to land on. But other than that, all you have to have is an idea, you know, and a computer or a, a, a paper and a pencil if you want to do it the long form and take forever. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Well, in a, I know you 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 mentioned that your process is different, but um, I, I know that you also did take a lot of the classes. Like you went to the Robert McKee and you went to the Blake Snyder and and uh, Writers Boot Camp and, and all of that. Um, in terms of books out there to 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 study, are there any that you would recommend? Um. I think, I mean, I really like Robert, I'm sorry, I, I, I do like Robert McKee's book a lot. And I did, mm -hmm. I did read his book and I did go to, you know, his, what I call his performance, his three-day performance. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I will say like, I, I, he's obviously brilliant and he's, he's uh, great at what he does and I completely admire him. But, um, for me, when I went to that, I came home and I was like so excited and amped up because everything he said made sense, but I didn't really have the hands-on applicable process. But mm -hmm. I do like that book. I, I love Blake Snyder's books for features. I think it's a really simple way of breaking things down. I think the one thing that from my from my school to anybody's school is like when you have these um, 
these elements that you know have to happen, you, you, you can end up feeling formulaic and paint by numbers. But once you really know it and you have it ingrained in you, you can be more free to just do it more on intuition, knowing that you're going to hit those points. Cause that's how, how mm. we do it now. We don't have to like, we don't have to think about each tool as much because it's just, it's in my head. I already am like doing that math for myself or whatever. And I don't feel like I have to hit something by a certain page or it has to happen this way. I think a good example would be like the good doctor where um, it's a great script. It's a great pilot. And if you really break it down, the low point isn't happening. I think it's happening an act earlier and like some, there's, mm-hmm. but it works. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. all there. It's just, it's not in like a cookie cutter way and it doesn't have to be. You're learning these fundamentals and foundations in order to then really know them and, and then be able to have freedom with it. Um, mm. So I like, I like those two books. As far as TV writing books go, I have not read this, but I've heard it's really good. And it's called The Hero Succeeds by Cam Miller. And mm. I believe that's one of the only other people that offers like a, a bit of a process going on. And uh, I think also I've read, I did read, I lied, I actually did read one TV book um, we're going to have to edit this too. I don't remember the name of it. Hey, oh, Cam yeah. Miller's a, a very successful writer. She, yeah. I had her on the podcast a while back. Okay. Yeah. So she has a book that I've heard good things about. And then mm-hmm. um, the TV writer's workbook, Ellen Sandler. Love that one. Right. Love exactly. That one. Yeah. So, so that's another one. But I feel like there's like tons and tons of books out there and podcasts and um things on YouTube where people are teaching things. But if you want to come to the number one TV writing school in America, <laughs> you can go to Script Anatomy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very cool. So, uh, so we're going to wrap things up here. Final thoughts. Um, looking towards 2021, 20, what will set up people for success? I, I have one more book recommendation. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really, really love Stephen King's on writing. Oh yeah. I love oh, yeah. that. And I love to yeah. read that every now and again. It's it's just a it's a wonderful story in itself and it's mm-hmm. inspirational and it reminds you like all the shit that he went through to get to where he is is mm-hmm. like wow. It's it's very, very good reading. Um, it's it's, it's a great reminder that the, the life of a writer can be messy, mm-hmm. but that's good. Yeah. I, I mean that's how I would say it. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you asked another question, sorry last thoughts or oh just last thoughts what what do you think will set people up for success in 2021 well we all have a lot of time right now probably more than usual because we're at home so one of the things that you mentioned earlier in this podcast was that when you went to school they didn't really have you read any scripts or watch any Mm. tv shows So I think one of the things that every writer should be doing for their own education is reading scripts, studying them, what's worked, why did you like this, what didn't work, read those scripts, see what it looks like on the page, and then watch the shows that you love or the shows that you want to be on, similar kinds of things. Watch those shows and really study them. Don't just like watch it once for entertainment. And this is kind of something that Stephen King says in On Writing, by the way, watch for entertainment and then, well, he'll read a book for entertainment and then reread it to see how they did it. So then rewatch that and see how they did that. See how they structured that. I mean, honestly, one of the best things you can do is like stop and start something 
and just write it out scene by scene and see yeah. how it evolves. And then you'll be looking for things like, okay, well, what was this midpoint? Or what is this a main emotional moment? I mean, I, it's hard because I, I watch so much TV and sometimes when I'm doing this for a living, I just want to watch something and enjoy it. But there's often times when I'm like, ah, oh, we got to pause this because this would be a really good scene <laughs> for class. But you should be watching that and trying to keep a little log of those things that you can then go back to and reference. I mean, so much of of being a great writer is also like seeing what other people have done well or not well. You learn from from as well. So I, I think that's one thing. And as you have the, the the time during COVID to be at home more, set yourself up on a schedule. I really believe that writing is a job. And I, I quoted something on Twitter the other day, which was um, um, Patty Chayefsky, which was about how stop, you know, I, this is not the quote exactly, but stop talking about or worrying about being an artist. It's like, and, and, and just write. Like if mm. you're writing and you're an artist, anything you do is going to be art. And if you're not, then you're going to have put in a good days of, day of work. So just treat it like a job, not like art, because that can be intimidating. And you yeah. just want to get writing done and put in the time. Because I do, I do think there is something to the uh, Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 Hours book. Mm. You've got to put on the t in the time to become an expert at it and to yeah. get better. Very cool. Well, that is a great place to end up. Thank you so much, Tanya, for time for your time and for yeah. honestly building this amazing resource for people to break in um, and not just break in, but but to improve their writing in their journey as a TV writer. Thank you so much. I mean, it is a pleasure for all of us. We all of us that are teaching and, and giving to other writers enjoy it thoroughly and we're so proud of all their successes it's like it's a very rewarding thing to be doing awesome thank you to you and all your coaches thank you and happy new year to everybody and that was my interview with tanya Batacheria. i hope you enjoyed it now what i plan to do in 2021 is i'm going to feature a few interviews with some of script anatomy's teachers of course they are working writers within the industry and so we're going to uh, learn about their lives and also learn about the classes that they teach. So I hope that will be helpful to you. Make sure to subscribe on all of the places you can find this podcast. Podbeam, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, the tvwriterpodcast.com site, or also at scriptmag.com, and now also on Pandora. And if you're on Instagram, please follow at tvwriterpodcast. Please do follow me on Twitter, at Jones is my handle. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do it for as little as 25 cents per episode. You can find out how you can become a patron of the podcast or a sponsor of the podcast at tvwriterpodcast.com slash support. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.